0: Well, good morning, Greenwich, and welcome to the Monday, January 15th edition of the Basement Academy. Uh, Thanks for beginning your new week uh, together here. Pray that uh, this week's reflections will help build our faith, our hope, our love uh, for Christ, for God and God's Word, and for our neighbor as well, especially our closest neighbors, family, friends, those that we have uh, opportunities to influence and encourage uh for the lord so i want to begin with the morning psalm i'm not going to read all of the psalm because it's quite long uh 45 verses it would take almost all of our time i think but let let me read the opening verses and then i'm gonna skip to the very end psalm 105 give thanks to the lord call on his name Make known among the nations what He has done. Sing to Him. Sing praise to Him. Tell of all His wonderful acts. Glory in His holy name, and let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Look to the Lord in His strength. Seek His face always. Remember the wonders He has done, His miracles, And the judgments he pronounced, O descendants of Abraham, his servant, O sons of Jacob, his chosen ones. He is the Lord our God. His judgments are in all the earth. He remembers his covenant forever, the word he commanded for a thousand generations the covenant he made with Abraham, the oath he swore to Isaac. He confirmed it to Jacob as a decree, to Israel as an everlasting covenant. So that's down through verse 10. And then there's a recitation of Israel's history. So it's a window seat psalm. Kind of get in the airplane, look out over the history of Israel. So it's, it's an encouragement to, to remember Did you hear that generational language? So then this is how the psalm ends, the last couple of verses. Verse 42. For he remembered his holy promise given to his servant Abraham. He brought out his people with rejoicing out of Egypt and his chosen ones with shouts of joy. He gave them the lands of the nations and they fell heir to what others had toiled for. That they might keep his precepts and observe his laws, praise the Lord. Great Psalm. So read the whole Psalm. Psalm, um, uh, I'm sorry, Psalm. <laughs> just read Psalm 105. <clears throat> so last week in our generation to generation study, and kind of summarized it yesterday in the sermon, it's very simple. God chose Abraham when he wanted to redeem and restore the world, to set things right, to restore the garden, as it were, God chose Abraham and blessed him, made a promise to him. So there's a reference to the promise to Abraham in a thousand generations. And so the word, the command, the promise, the covenant being handed down from generation, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, his sons, and it has come to us, so through Christ. But here's the point that we'll, will tip us into today's study. He he remembered his promise given to his servant Abraham. He brought his people out with rejoicing. So he brought them out of Egypt, the great deliverance of Exodus. And he brought them to this promised land. We call it the promised land because God promised it to Abraham. (laughs) And he brought them to the promised land that they might keep his precepts and observe his laws. He didn't bring them to the promised land so they could live however they wanted. No, true freedom is not doing whatever you want. True freedom is doing what we ought. And we ought to live in faithful obedience, hearing God's word and doing it. Now, we, I ended Friday's study with a reference to uh, Deuteronomy chapter 6. That's what we studied on Sunday morning. And I'm going to read it again. Deuteronomy chapter 6. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to skip to verse 4. Hear, O Israel. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength these commandments that i give you today are to be upon your hearts he's talking to the adults here okay <laughs> impress them on your children talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road when you lie down and when you get up this first verse 4 uh, deuteronomy 6 verse 4 hear o israel the lord our god the lord is one This is known in Judaism as the Shema. Shema is actually a Hebrew word. Shema Yisrael. Hear, O Israel. Listen to my word. God brought them out of Egypt that they might inherit this promised land, that they might keep his precepts and observe his laws, that they might hear God say how you're supposed to live, and then they would live according to the will and word and purposes of God. And so the Shema. In Judaism, faithful Jews will recite the Shema twice a day, morning and evening, um, I did a little poking around on this just to confirm some things. And Chabad.org, uh, this is Chabad, is the largest, uh, he, my understanding is it's the largest Hebrew denomination, Jewish denomination um, that, that would operate here in the United States. The the um, service that I helped to um, MC last fall, I, I told you about that uh, last October, uh, was was a, a, a Chabad um, a congregation, the local Chabad uh, congregation. And so the Shema is the daily, I've got it in quotes here, the daily declaration of faith. Get up in the morning, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. There are additional prayers that go with that, but that's the core statement. Shema Yisrael, and it would be recited in Hebrew uh, by many and so daily saying that out loud morning and evening and then according to one of the sites i was looking at traditionally this would be the dying uh, last final words of of a dying hebrew of a jew before they closed their eyes forever and <laughs> they would say hero israel the lord our god the lord is one this affirmation of Yahweh, the Lord Yahweh, that name that God reveals to Moses in the burning bush. Wow. Um, we have taught that to our children. I don't know that they recall it still. We had a number of prayer cards that we used, and short, you know, one and, and two sentence prayers from the Psalms and, and Deuteronomy here. Would that we take this up. What would it be like if you and I daily recited in our homes, in our own way, the Shema. Hear, O Israel. The Lord our God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. And so maybe add to that as well, that next verse. There is something powerful. God made us. God made it so. There is a power in repeated, spoken, not just, you know, spoken in your mind, spoken on your tongue, repeated, spoken, recited prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus said, when you pray, say this. He didn't say, think this, meditate on this. He said, say this, say these very words. And so the Christian community, with some very slight um, differences, <laughs> I recognize trespasses versus debts, et cetera, But the Christian community, the Christian family for 2,000 years has been reciting that prayer in their homes, daily, weekly, in church, in other settings. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. It is better when we speak it. When we speak the words, something happens. Our tongues are, are formed. We hear the word ourselves. So when we speak it, we also hear it. Even if our hearing goes bad, I can still hear inside my head, right? And so and so, there's something about saying the words, taking the words. Sometimes we might have to read the words of a prayer. So if we hand out prayer cards or scripture memory, you, you have to see those words. And so your senses, you're seeing it, you're maybe holding the card, you're touching it, you're saying it, you're hearing it. And that engaging of the sensory organs that the, the, the way God has made us that with our senses, we gather information and, 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 and things become embodied. They become embedded in us. And so this is the power of spoken, repeated, recited prayers. Well, do you know my love of the Psalms? And so I'm getting ready to come up. I started this in, um, February of, of 1992. So this will be the 32nd anniversary of me taking up this call to, to read and then learn how to pray five Psalms and one chapter of Proverbs uh, a day. And so <clears throat> that's a whole lot of time through the Psalms and Proverbs. And so, so some of them just Almost without even trying, have just been formed. And when I first started, I would actually read the psalms out loud. I'm going back to doing that. Sometimes I' read them silently. But you trigger one little phrase triggers the, the rest of the phrase. That's how memory works. When we memorize things, this is how children learn. This is how you learned and how I learned. This is how we all learned. We come out <laughs> of the womb not speaking. We don't have a language, we don't have an accent, we don't have a vocabulary, we don't have grammar. (laughs) We don't have any of that. We just howl (laughs) like babies, but we do have a voice. We have ears, we have eyes, and we have a voice. And over time, as the child grows, the mother speaks, baby, mommy, daddy, ball, (laughs) sister, brother, food, grandma table chair fork and so we learn by being spoken to we are bathed in a sea of words i love you and and the child doesn't know how to form the words at first there there sometimes our, you know we can't get all of our vowels we can't get all of our consonants right But over time, as we're spoken to and as we're gently corrected and as we hear others speak, we begin to speak ourselves. So all of our language is a response to the language that has first been spoken to us. This is this notion of prayer as answering speech. God first speaks to us and we respond to him. Hear, O Israel listen to my word man does not live on bread alone but on every word that comes from the mouth of the lord that's just a couple chapters after the shema in chapter 6 of deuteronomy chapter 8 moses recounts for them why the wilderness wanderings you did not listen to god god said go take the land and you listened to the 10 unfaithful spies instead moses sent out 12 spies one from each tribe Two spies came back. Joshua and Caleb said, we can take the land. Ten spies said, no way. Man, we saw what was going on there. There are people there and they're like giants and we're like grasshoppers. No way. And the people did not listen to God. Hear, O Israel. Hear my word. Believe me. Trust me. I will lead you. And so the people did not hear. They did not listen. And God said, okay have it your way and that generation except for joshua and caleb all died before entering the promised land the children lived and so the children grew up and so deuteronomy is moses repeating the ten commandments repeating the lessons from 40 years earlier when they were children and so he stresses hero israel you this community of faith this covenant community abraham's family listen to God, hear him do what he says. Our God is the God, the only God, the one God. Love God with all your heart, mind, soul, strength. And so children learn by being spoken to as we repeat uh, and, and recite our prayers, the patterned prayers, the forming of the tongue, the hearing of it. It something happens. It embeds in us. It embeds in the seed of memory and emotion. Certain songs that you know take you right back to when you learned them he leadeth me O oh, blessed thought that's one of those hymns i remember from sunday night worship in the monterey postgraduate school when we would go there and have family services with chaplain chambers god bless dave chambers thank you god for his life and so i remember certain hymns in certain places and so and then the patterned actions right there, there's certain, just think of our Sunday morning worship service we gather the piano begins to play or the organ plays the prelude we, we kind of quiet down we hear the call to worship and so we uh, the, the call and then we respond and then we stand and sing and then we say a prayer together that's printed in the bulletin and then uh, the, the, the peace of Christ be with you and we respond and also with you And then we greet one another, and then we gather with the children, and we say the Lord's Prayer, and we all gather together, and the children are learning. We say the prayer, the same same prayer every week. You have noted, I suppose, that Greenwich's order of worship changes very little. That's on purpose. That's on purpose. We want there to be repetition. Repetition is how we learn. Repetition reinforces. It embodies in us the, 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 the reality. And so pattern actions, uh, the, the communion, baptism, um, ordination. You know, we ordained a, a week ago. We lay hands on. That's, we don't do that often, but once a year. And in the laying on of hands, the repeated action of the church consecrating and setting these men and women apart to lead us and, and serve the church something's happening. The the, the words themselves get embedded and the truths get embedded in our memories and then they become embodied. Again, you wouldn't be able to maybe remember the sermon on grace that I might have preached or Eric might have preached. And you might not even be able to get all the words to Amazing Grace out, but you start to sing it. Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. The melody helps carry the words into our memory and we carry it forward. And so when we talk about handing the faith on from generation to generation, it is with this sacred trust (laughs) Of these words, these sacred words, the Shema, the Gospel, John three sixteen: For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him would not perish, but have everlasting life. And so, memorize John three sixteen. Memorize uh, Deuteronomy chapter six verse four. Memorize the Beatitudes. <laughs> and these, and so as we as we remember and repeat, something happens. We become a vessel to carry the treasure of God forward. We carry the sacred name of God, that name by which he will be remembered forever. And we know his name also is Jesus. And so we pray in the name of Jesus. And so we carry in our generation, in our bodies, we are like vessels We are carrying a sacred treasure in our words, in our memories, in our embodied actions, and and in our repeated um, actions in worship. We are carrying that gospel forward, and then we teach the next generation. We teach the children, now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. God is great, God is good. Let us thank him for our food. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. We teach the children the prayers so that that faith will live in them, and then as they grow up, they will be the sacred vessel to the, the vessel to carry the sacred treasure. And so, just to close this out, and I'm getting a little excited here, I think Jesus comes what fifteen uh, hundred years after Moses, right after the Shema is given. And Jesus repeats a little line often in his teaching ministry. Let him who has ears to hear, let him hear. The book of Revelation we saw in chapters two and three, those seven letters to the churches. Let those who have ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Hear, O Israel. The 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 let him who has ears to hear is a calling back to the Shema. It's based on the Shema. Jesus would have recited the Shema morning, evening, and many times throughout. But he adapts it. He he takes that the Shema is entrusted to Abraham's family through Moses, and he brings it forward. He takes the old covenant and he makes it new. He takes the Passover meal and says, do this now in remembrance of me, not in remembrance of Moses, not in remembrance of what God did through Moses. Do this now, not the blood of the lamb sprinkled on the homes, but the blood of this lamb that will be sprinkled on your hearts. And so we embody that. So let us hear, and I want to finish with just a couple verses, Psalm 81. Psalm 81. Verse 8, hear, O my people, and I will warn you, if you would but listen to me, O Israel. You hear God pleading through the psalmist, hear, O Israel, listen to me. You shall have no foreign God among you. You shall not bow down to an alien God. I am the Lord your God who brought you up out of Egypt. That's the beginning of the Ten Commandments right there, right? But my people would not listen to me. Israel would not submit to me. So I gave them over to their stubborn hearts to follow their own devices. If my people would but listen to me, if Israel would follow my ways, how quickly would I subdue their enemies and turn my hand against their foes? Sometimes we have only ourselves to blame, for we have not listened to God. Uh Oh, we might have... Heard the word in church. We might have heard the word in a Bible study, but we didn't listen. We didn't take it aboard. We didn't live it, which points me then to the book of James. And so some of you probably have already gone there in your head. James writes this in chapter one, verse 19. My dear brothers, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry. For man's anger does not bring about the righteous life that God desires. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like a man who looks at his face in the mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. To hear God's word but not to embrace it and to live it is folly. It does no good. <laughs> it's like going and looking in the mirror and seeing, oh man, I've got some stuff over here and I missed, oh, I missed a spot when I shaved and walking out and not doing anything about it. People are looking at man, that guy's got a half-shaved face and he's got a little chocolate, you know, on this side of his face. And so, let us listen. Finally, take it to Romans to try to Seal the deal here. Paul, speaking to the early church in Rome, reminds us that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. That is a quotation from the book of Joel. How then can they call on the one they've not believed in and how can they believe in one of whom they've not heard and how can they hear without someone preaching to them and how can they preach unless they are sent? And so it's this chain. If you can't you can't be saved if you can't you can't call on God if you haven't heard of God, you can't hear God unless somebody preaches, unless somebody is sent to preach the word, okay? And then verse 17: consequently, faith comes from hearing the message, and messages and the messages heard through the word of Christ. Faith comes through hearing the message the ear is the organ of faith hear o israel so let me encourage you to recite deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 4 today at some point go, go read it look it in your bible whatever translation you're reading in and try to say that every day a couple times out loud and maybe build that in and then as you think about who you have opportunity to impart the word to, to remember the prayers. Maybe touch base with your kids. Ask them what they remember from growing up, the prayers you taught them at bedtime or at the mealtime, what songs. And so let this be, we'll we'll pick up tomorrow. I wanna talk more about this, but, but let today be a spark to you to hear God's word. Amen? Let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you for the joy of this new day, this new week, and pray that you would enable us to hear. Give us ears to hear, eyes that see and hearts that understand. May the living faith, the gospel, the word, of these truths remain and abide with us this day and forever. And so hear us as we pray together the prayer that Jesus taught us, saying, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come and thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. May God bless you this day with listening, understanding, ears and hearts this day and forevermore. Amen.